Hello and welcome to episode 686 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. It's my pleasure to be with you this afternoon. My name is Terrence M. Stanton. We're recording on the Feast of St. Luke. It is Wednesday, October 18, 2023, in the year of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let us begin with St. Alphonsus Liguri's Wednesday prayer to the Most Blessed Virgin Mary to obtain deliverance from hell. My most beloved lady, I thank thee for having delivered me from hell as many times as I have deserved it by my sins. Miserable creature that I was, I was once condemned to that prison and perhaps already after the first sin. The sentence would have been put into execution if thou and thy compassion hadst not helped me. Thou, without even being asked by me, and only in thy goodness didst restrain divine justice, and then, conquering my obduracy, thou didst draw me to have confidence in thee. Oh, into how many other sins should I have afterwards fallen, and the dangers in which I have been? Hadst not thou, my loving mother, preserved me by the graces which thou didst obtain for me? Ah, my queen, continue to guard me from hell, for what will thy mercy and the favors which thou hast shown me avail me if I am lost? If I did not always love thee, now at least, after God, I love thee above all things. Never allow me to turn my back on thee and on God, who by thy means has granted me so many graces. My most amiable lady, never allow me to have the misfortune to hate thee and curse thee for all eternity in hell. Wilt thou endure to see a servant of thine who loves thee lost? O Mary, what sayest thou? I shall be lost if I abandon thee, but who can evermore have the heart to leave thee? How can I ever forget the love thou hast borne me? My lady, since thou hast done so much to save me, complete the work, continue thy aid. Wilt thou help me? But what do I say? If at a time when I live forgetful of thee, thou didst favor me so much, how much more may I not hope for now that I love thee and recommend myself to thee? No, he can never be lost who recommends himself to thee. He alone is lost who has not recourse to thee. Ah, my mother, leave me not in my own hands, for I should then be lost. Grant that I may always have recourse to thee. Save me, my hope. Save me from hell. But in the first place, save me from sin, which alone can condemn me to it. Today, friends, we are looking at the final part. It is part five of the church's obligation to believe and obey Our Lady of Fatima from the Fatima Center located at Fatima.org. The editor's note says this lengthy article was originally published in the Fatima Crusader, issue 74, summer 2003. It is being reprinted here and on subsequent days as a series of five much shorter articles. And of course, it is by the indefatigable defender of Our Lady of Fatima, the late great Father Nicholas Gruner. Our duty. We who know Fatima better also have the obligation to listen. Just as theologians have an obligation to believe more articles of the faith, we who know Fatima have a greater obligation to believe it, to obey it. When Sister Lucia asked our Lord in 1936, why will you not convert Russia without the Pope making that consecration? Jesus answered by saying, because I want my whole church to recognize that consecration as a triumph of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, so that later on my church will extend her veneration and put the devotion to this Immaculate Heart beside the devotion to my Sacred Heart. And Sister Lucia, upon receiving this reply, said, 
but my God, the Holy Father probably won't believe me unless you yourself move him with a special inspiration. And our Lord's answer was, pray a great deal for the Holy Father. He will do it, but it will be late. And so it is up to us to pray for the Holy Father. Speak up for Fatima. I think it comes down to this. Either people do not know the message of Fatima or they really don't believe it. Refusing belief is a sin and refusing to obey is also a sin. Is someone guilty of sin? God knows, I don't. But do we have an obligation ourselves? Yes. Knowing what we do of Fatima, we certainly must pray for the Holy Father and we must certainly not maintain silence. This is what the enemies of Our Lady want. And if I can mention for a moment, that's why this podcast exists. I'd like to do my little part, aided by the Lord's grace, of course. We can do nothing without his grace to spread the message of Our Lady of Fatima. And every one of us in our own way can do that to try to do our part to build up the kingdom of God. The marvelous example of three children. Recall that all the mayor of Orem, that was the small town there in Portugal, wanted from the three Fatima children was for them to stop talking about seeing Our Lady. And they refused to do that. He threatened them with death. Let us remember that these three children were alone, abandoned, and imprisoned. Recall that neither the anger of the mayor and his threats of extreme violence, if I can add here, he literally threatened to boil them in oil, nor his position of power, prestige, and apparent limitless authority did not deter them. They would not obey the order to be silent about Our Lady of Fatima and her message. They withstood all the power of the state as it bore down on them, and they resisted the insinuations of the parish priest, who said it might be of the devil. They knew the truth, and with it, together with the grace of God, they resisted the fury of hell. They would rather die than be unfaithful to God and Our Lady of Fatima and her message. They had prepared their souls in a short time for this battle by their lives of prayer and sacrifice by their invoking the prayers and merits of Jesus and Mary. They sought to obey in their own lives all Our Lady wanted them to do. Our Lady returned the favor by strengthening them for this battle. And I'd like to add that the Lord will give you strength to do what you need to do in life, to carry out his will. Seek first his kingdom. Seek to conform your will to his that's what's most important. Not what we want, what he wants, his desires. And we need to ask him for the grace to make our desires and his one and the same, to conform our will to his. Father Gruner goes on to say, they didn't start running printing presses, but they would not deny seeing Our Lady. They would not falsify her message. And they would rather have died than do that. They were put to the ultimate test, being carried out one at a time to be boiled in oil, so they believed, until they were dead. We also should, at least in some way, imitate them by refusing to be silent about the message of Fatima. 
Even though most of us have limited means to make the message known, we all have some means. Remember that the 5,000 people who came in July came as a result of the 50 people who were there in June. And the 15,000 people who came in August were a result of the 5,000 July witnesses telling their friends and neighbors between July 13 and August 13. And the 30,000 who came in September were the result of the 15,000 people talking to their friends. And so too the 70,000 who came in October. And there would have been a lot more had it not been for the opposition of the government forces and opposition from some Catholic clergy at the time. Each of us can do our little bit. And I believe we are bound to do what we can. Because as the Bishop of Regensburg, Bishop Graber said, quote, knowing that the world can be utterly destroyed by the terrible weapons of mass destruction today, and knowing too that this can be averted by prayer and penance, as the Most Holy Virgin reminded us at Fatima, it is my sacred obligation to utilize these twin means of salvation, prayer and penance. Neglecting them, I incur guilt in the destruction of the people. The omission of prayer and penance, I say this in all seriousness, is a crime against humanity, end quote. And I would say that knowing as I do that the nations can be annihilated and the whole world enslaved unless the Holy Father performs the consecration of Russia, I would be guilty of a crime against humanity for not at least passing on the truth of this. And so let us do our part to make the message of Fatima known, understood, appreciated, and obeyed. And at the same time, let us not accept the false argument that the message of Fatima is only a private revelation and carries no obligation whatsoever. Obligation to speak up to priests, bishops, cardinals, and the Pope. And I might add one further thing. The argument is given that we must not disturb the Holy Father. After all, he is only one individual and he's tired of hearing about petitions. And this has been said, I believe among others, by the Bishop of Fatima from the pulpit and so forth, years ago at least. I'd like to point out that the pastor of a parish church, when he accepts his commission to be a pastor, accepts it willingly. When he accepts willingly, he also accepts not only the honor, the role, the stipend, but he accepts the responsibility, the duties that go with it. And if he's told at midnight one night, your parishioner, Mr. Smith, is dying and he wants the last sacraments, he can't really say, well, I'll do that tomorrow. He has the obligation before God as pastor to go to that man and to administer the sacraments to that parishioner as long as he's worthy of them. Even St. Alphonsus points out that the parish priest has the obligation, even at risk to his own life, to give the sacraments to his parishioners. That is his obligation as pastor. But that doesn't just apply to parish priests. That also applies to bishops. Bishops, when they become in charge of a diocese, take that responsibility on willingly. And it also goes for the Pope himself. He has accepted to become Pope. He takes on the role of pastor of all souls. And part of that pastoring requires responding to Our Lady of Fatima's message. So while it may be inconvenient for our bishops, or it may be inconvenient for the cardinals and the Pope, although I don't think it is very much, the message of Fatima imposes an obligation on the church and the members of the hierarchy. It was Pope John Paul II himself who said that the message of Fatima imposes an obligation on the church. 
He said that publicly in his sermon at Fatima on May 13, 1982. And so it's important for us to not be deterred by the well-intentioned remarks of people who say, don't sign a petition or don't ask the Pope for the consecration. They may be well-intentioned, but it is our duty. It is our right. As the Second Council of Lyon has defined and the First Vatican Council has defined, it is our right to seek a ruling in matters pertaining to ecclesiastical jurisdiction. It's important then for us to remember that Fatima imposes an obligation on the Church, all the members of the Church, including the Pope and the bishops, and we have been told the consequences of ignoring it. If my requests are granted, Russia will be converted and there will be peace. If not, she will spread her errors throughout the world, raising up wars and persecutions against the Church. The good will be martyred. The Holy Father will have much to suffer. Various nations will be annihilated. There is no other choice. We must speak up. We must petition and we must pray for the consecration of Russia. We must insist that even the Pope is bound before God to obey because the consecration of Russia is essential. Let us conclude, friends, by once again mentioning Helping Autism through Learning and Outreach, available on the web at halo soma.org. Also, please tune into episodes 277 and 548 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. Those two podcasts pertain to RPM, which is an acronym for Rapid Prompting Method. This is a system of communication for non-speakers. Communication is a human right. And just as sign language was a revolutionary breakthrough for the deaf in terms of their being able to communicate, RPM has done the same thing for non-speakers. Before my niece was eight, approximately eight years old, we didn't even know her favorite color. Now, through God's grace and the hard work of her parents, her sister, and most importantly, herself, She's broken through to open communication, and we know that she's a brilliant composer, a great poet, very skilled in regards to mathematics. She has so many gifts and talents. She even knows foreign languages. We would have known, again, wouldn't have known a thing if it wasn't for RPM. So please spread that message because this takes people out of the prison of silence and gets them into the world of open communication where they belong. You can imagine how frustrated and depressed you would be if you were unable to communicate with your family and friends, unable to communicate with anybody. That's where my niece was, and she's come so far in the past eight years. It's incredible, but there are so many people who are still suffering, who are still unable to communicate. RPM is the key to unlocking that door. God bless you for your efforts, and thank you so much for listening. Please tune in again tomorrow. Goodbye. And God love you.